Are you guilty of what I found out I'm guilty of? I was having a conversation with a client just the other day, and I suddenly realized that I had been doing uh, something that I find quite frustrating and annoying when I come across it. And uh, I was equally guilty of doing it. And you might be the same. So in this week's episode, understand what it is you're doing that perhaps is confusing people versus clarifying for them. You're listening to the REI Branded Podcast. It's for you, the busy real estate investor who wants to stand out from the crowd and attract the right leads, right partners, and right clients every time. My name's Paul Copcut, and each week we'll be looking to decode and uncover what makes a real estate investor brandtastic and how you can apply it to your real estate investing business. Each episode is intended to be valuable, cut to the chase, and actionable so you can begin to implement quickly and easily to get the results you want in your business. Thank you for listening. Now let's get to work on making you brandtastic. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the REI Branded Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Copcut. I was having a conversation with a client just the other day, and I suddenly realized that I had been very guilty of uh, overcomplicating something, or perhaps maybe not even overcomplicating, assuming that my client uh, understood what I was saying from a pre- in a previous uh, uh, consulting call that I was having with them. And uh, if you know the old uh, analogy or the old explanation of what assume stands for, um, if you assume, then it makes an ass of you and me. And I was definitely guilty of this. We were talking about uh, lead magnets. And in marketing, you know, when you talk about lead magnets, it's a very common term. Um, marketers talk about it all the time. You might be familiar with it yourself. You might be using lead magnets for your own real estate investing business and, and marketing it. But I shouldn't, should not assume that everybody knows that. And so I was having this conversation with the client and um, she shared with me that, in fact, she'd had to go away and kind of go and find, uh, do some research and find out what uh, a lead magnet meant. And, and so that really did underline for me that, you know, we need to be very cautious when it comes to uh, jargon. Uh, an industry jargon. So, you know, a good example might be, you know, the name of this podcast, REI Branded. When I, when I was kind of coming up with the name for the podcast, uh, the feedback I got from people who are outside of the real estate investing space is that REI uh, didn't mean anything. Or in fact, uh, I think there's a Quebec store that is REI. Um, and I think it's an outdoor pursuit type uh, business, maybe and maybe in the US. Um, I can't remember now, but uh, I I left it still. I you know I kept it um, as REI branded because you know my target market are real estate investors and and professionals associated with the real estate investing business. So I felt comfortable in keeping that <clears throat> that acronym um, in as part of the the name of the podcast, but. You know, when we're when we are having conversations, and I, I've been doing a lot of reading and and uh, kind of personal development or pr- professional development around marketing recently uh, for my own business, and in that, 
uh, in that research and doing a lot of reading, there is a lot of uh, use of jargon. And and even I was having to kind of go in and go, well, well hang on a minute, I don't quite understand what that means. And, and, and you know, sometimes uh, we do spend so much of our time, you know, kind of focused within our own space, within our own industry, within our own markets, that we forget that sometimes um, we're, we're over complicating things. So you think about it, for example, if you're looking for joint venture partners for your real estate investing business, these might be people that are investors in other areas, but they haven't looked at real estate investing as, as an investment opportunity. Um, so, you know, if you're starting to use a lot of acronyms and, and jargon, you might lose them very quickly in your, uh, as you're having conversations with them or in your, you know, your prospecting call with them and, and you might be turning them off before you've even established, uh, you know, whether they're a good fit for you that, you know, they already may be starting to feel, you know, I, I guess one of the things is that people don't want to feel, um, stupid. Um, I'm you know, equally guilty of that. Sometimes somebody will say something, and I'm kind of, you know, I'm, you know, particularly in in situations where you're, um, you know, working with somebody, or perhaps it's in a group, and and you don't want to ask the question because you don't want to appear to, you know, not know what you're uh, doing. Uh, and you know, a lot of the time, you're not the only person in the room that doesn't know what. That particular acronym or piece of jargon uh, stands for, but we're we're reluctant as human beings to kind of put our hands up and and ask the question, and then we we go away and kind of do our own research and find out if we do understand what it is about. So, you know, jargon, and, and I looked up the definition, so I'm, I'm going to read it for you. Jargon is the special words or expressions used by a particular professional group and are difficult for others to understand. And so you do want to be thinking about what is it that you're trying to get across to people? And are you complicating things unnecessarily or have you not taken the time to break it down into a more simplified form? Most marketing uh, experts will recommend in terms of the level of language you want to be aiming around about a 12-year-old or so could understand. And, and that can be quite challenging sometimes when you're uh, looking to explain something that may be quite detailed or quite complicated or there's a lot of analysis going on with it. So five, five recommendations around uh, avoiding that kind of uh, risk of over jargoning or uh, using uh, wording and, and acronyms that will confuse people versus uh, clarify for them. As I said, number one, keep it simple. Keep it around about a 12 to 15 year old's uh, language level or understanding, and and you can't go wrong with that. Um, make sure that it's a focused message that you're sharing the benefits of whatever it is you're trying to explain um, and it's aimed at the people that you're trying to explain it to so that you're not uh, diversifying too far or, or over um, kind of making it all, all a little bit too confusing uh, with too many uh, pieces of information.
make sure that uh, the messaging is consistent, uh, be that on your website, be that in presentations that you make, be that in uh, material marketing materials that you're sharing with people. Uh, any touch point that people are coming across your messaging, you want to ensure that there's consistency there um, so that um, as people start to get to know you and trust you and like you more and, and they're perhaps explaining who you are and they may be explaining um, or introducing you, uh, there can be kind of straight away, they can quickly say, okay, yeah, this is, you want to talk to X because they are this, this and this. When you are writing and you're doing your messaging, you know, one of the things, particularly when you're thinking about putting messaging on, on a website, we're always uh, be, being told to think about keywords and, and getting found on Google. And sometimes people over um, kind of lean their messaging towards making it too keyword orientated or trying to game the Google algorithm versus thinking about the audience that's actually reading it. So if you're going to kind of do a, a weighing up scale between Google and the audience, then you, you kind of want to err towards the side of the audience versus making it too Google keyword um, focused. And make sure that, you know, tip number five is make sure that you're injecting you into your messaging. You know, people buy from people. And, you know, again, it goes back to that Dale Carnegie, know, like, and trust people. Uh, getting to know people, getting to like them, they're only going to be able to do that if there's more of you in your messaging and in your brand. So it's not just the brand of your business. It's also your personal brand that you want to get across to people so that they are starting to feel that they can know, like, and trust you. In summary, keep that messaging simple. You know, keep it simple, stupid is, is another well-known phrase. Take the time to review how you're presenting your information right now. Um, maybe even sit down with a 12 to 15 year old and give that to them or present some of it to them and see if they understand it. If not, then maybe it's back to the drawing board and just start to break that messaging down into more simplified language, easier to understand, less acronyms, less jargon, and your messaging will work better for you. Have a fantastic day. And if you're wondering where your real estate investing brand currently stands and some steps to make it more brandtastic, you can download our free REI brand checklist at reibranded.com forward slash checklist. That's reibranded.com forward slash checklist. Thank you for listening and have a brandtastic day.